Mic check, mic check, one, two. Monday, Monday. Um, so every Monday, first great week of NFL football, great, great weekend, great Sunday. That was that was good to see. Um, week one, back on back, just back in action. The NFL is back in action. Um, some good games, some breakout games for some surprise players. Um, really good, really good Sunday. Really good way to start off uh, week one. Um, we got some games tonight. Texas and Saints at seven o'clock Eastern. Then the doubleheader with the dub, the second of the doubleheader. You have, excuse me, you have Denver at Oakland. That should be a good one as well. But I want to give a recap of this weekend's games. I want to give a recap this weekend's games. I'm gonna do whether I'm right or if right if I'm gonna do whether if I, whether I was right or wrong about this weekend's games. Uh, I think for most of the, most of the part, I got most of these games correct. I was a little bit shocked um, some of the outcomings. Uh, and the points was phenomenal. A lot, the amount of points that was put up yesterday was phenomenal. Um, so let's start. Let's start with the Redskins and Eagles. Uh, this game started off very surprising. The Eagle, the Redskins had a 17-point lead going into halftime, I believe. Uh, second half, they they had a 20-7 lead going into halftime. Excuse me. But they were up. Their biggest, their biggest lead was 17. But they had a 13-point lead going into halftime. Uh, they gave it away. I, uh, but, but, but in my predictions, I also stated that this game was going to be very close. It's going to be very competitive. Uh, both teams are divisional rivals, division opponents. So I was expecting a well-played game, despite it being Week One. I was very surprised that uh, that Washington came out the way. They came out like I didn't. I thought it was going to be close, but I didn't see the Redskins having or building up a 17-point lead or a 13-point lead. So that happened very quickly. Case Keenum didn't play too bad. Didn't play too shabby. Threw for 380 for three touchdowns. But Carson went. Carson went. Showed us once again how good he is. I like I I, I stated this already. I'm not so sure. I'm not so. I'm. I, I'm. A, I'm gonna stick to this, but I think Philly, when Carson Wentz is healthy, is the best team in the NFC. But I do like what I saw from Dallas and some other NFC teams yesterday. But twenty. The final score was twenty-seven thirty-two. I predicted that it would be 30, 20, 30 to twenty. I was close. Five and a half uh, point difference. Five point five point difference. Uh, Redskins put a. A well-played game. Um, a lot of Redskins fans they were mad today. Blah blah blah. But they have they have a lot to be excited about. I guess they lost, but it is what it is. They shouldn't have gave up a 17-point lead. They should have played. And I got the excuse where um the the Eagles in the second half played the clock game. Why didn't the Redskins play the clock game? You had a two-touchdown lead. So. Just exciting. It's always good to see some NFC East football. But I, I knew once Philly got the cut, they cut the lead to a possession. I said, okay, Philly, they're going to get one more stop here and they're going to take this lead. And that's what they did. And sent, and once they scored that, that's they scored in the second half, Philly did not look back. They got stopped. They got consecutive stops. Um, and then they just played the clock game. They, they melted the clock. They had, I think they had the clock for nine minutes. They had the ball for nine minutes in the fourth quarter. Um, phenomenal. Uh, the Jets and the Bills. The the Jets had a 16 to three lead. Um, they let the Bills come back and win that game 17 to 16. I was very surprised that the Jets didn't. It to get didn't like close this game and end this game. I didn't see the Bills coming back and finishing the Jets at home. Um, they did so. Sam Donald played. Oh, he played good. Didn't play great. Le'Veon Bell looked like himself, but the Jets couldn't finish this game. I was very sh- shocked because their defense was clicking on all cylinders. I thought this game was going to be a runaway once I saw sixteen to three in the third quarter, but. Buffalo came back. Well played by Buffalo. I think Buffalo is going to be. I think Buffalo is going to be a little bit better than what people expect. Uh, but I still have the Jets winning eight, going eight and eight. I, I still, I'm still solid with that. Uh, very disappointing for a very disappointing performance from Atlanta. Uh, I didn't expect that from Atlanta. 
They lost 28 to 12 to Minnesota. Uh, Atlanta, I thought Atlanta would come in with the healthy old offensive line that they have, Devontae Freeman back, Matt Ryan, and, and the Julio Jones connection. I thought, I thought that they were going to go into Minnesota and upset Minnesota in the season opener home debut. Um, and I just didn't trust Kirk Cousins and uh, going against other quarterbacks. I didn't trust that. So, very surprising, but... Minnesota got back, as I expected and as I predicted this season, Minnesota got back to running the football with Gary Kubiak. Uh, Dalvin Cook had 20, 21 rushes for a buck 12 and a touchdown. So he played, I think, two touchdowns. So he played very well. Great, great game from Dalvin Cook. I like Dalvin Cook when he's healthy. I think the Vikings should play more like that. Great deep. Good defense, solid defense, and then running the football and not relying on Kirk Cousins to throw the ball and throw you throw you to wins. I think they did a good job of a, having a balanced offense. Carolina Rams. Rams at Carolina. Uh, Rams won 30-27, to 27, as I predicted. I think the Rams going to – I knew the Rams were going to win this game. Cam Newton, I took I, Cam Newton, Todd Gurley, first half didn't have much. He only rushed the ball for five times for, I think, eight yards. And then second half he came back where he finished with 14 rushes on 97 yards. Uh, not bad, not too shabby. Uh, Jared Goff had a pedestrian performance, average performance from Jared Goff. He didn't get it together after he just get paid. The Rams, they'll be, they'll ramp, the Rams will still be balanced and solid as I thought they would be. But... Opening week against a pretty solid Panthers defense, but Carolina has some issues. Cam, he, I think Cam has gotten too reliant on 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 McCaffrey as a down the field pass catching back. I think they have relied on him a little. I think Cam has relied on him too much, and he uses that as bailout, and he should. But it's like he doesn't even look down the field. Didn't throw the ball down the field much. And I'm wondering if it's because of the shoulder surgery. Is he fully recovered? I'm not so sh- I'm not so sure about Cam Newton and his health. That's why I have the Panthers at seven and nine this year. But Rams look good offensively, as I expected. They got a the defense pounced and got turnovers and stops when they needed to against Cam and Carolina and that offense um, that I find inconsistent. Kansas City at Jacksonville. Kansas City had a great game against Jacksonville. Their offense had a great game. Patrick Mahomes came out slinging the ball. Uh, he picked off where he left off from last season. Sammy Watkins had a terrific game. He looks like he's going to be a world beater. They did. Mo- they did. They they put on this offensive showing in this offensive clinic, mostly without Tyreek Hill, their explosive down the field deep threat. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, probably Patrick Mahomes' deep threat, best deep threat that he has. They did a fair share of that, or most of this, without him. So that's a good sign, and I think they'll still be explosive and they'll be able to hang on. Until he gets back, he probably won't be back returning until October. But I think they they have Oakland next, so I think they'll be fine. Where they 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 have enough weapons, enough weaponry weaponry where they can find they can use some guys to replace his production. Nick Foles, Nick Foles got hurt, didn't play bad, but Nick Foles it's going to be a tough season for Nick Foles and the Jacksonville Jaguars off defense. Um, they, 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 I mean, I know Kansas City's very explosive, but they allow 40 points at home. Next, Cincinnati and Seattle. Cincinnati, I, I don't know how, uh, I don't know how, um, Andy Dalton threw for 418 yards against that Seattle defense and Pete Curl. Uh, they, he doesn't even have his best wide receiver threat. Uh, they, Joe Mixon got hurt, so I don't know how Andy Dalton, found a way to throw for 418 yards against Seattle, but he did. Um, they lost 20-21. to 21. Seattle didn't put on the best performance. Russell Wilson had a pretty solid, he had a solid game, not the best, but I've, I predicted that Seattle would win this game. Baltimore and Miami. Baltimore, uh, Baltimore killed Miami 59-10. 
Baltimore killed Miami. That 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 was that that was crazy. Miami might be the worst. Miami is the worst team in the NFL. I'm saying it right here. Miami is the worst team in the NFL right now. They 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 couldn't stop a soul out there. They could not stop a soul out there. They almost they they, they let they allowed RG three to come in and throw a touchdown pass at that. Uh, not much to talk about there. Lamar Jackson is throwing. I know everybody is excited to see him throw the ball down the field. I was too. I, I never questioned whether or not or his talent. I never questioned that. I just I, I questioned can he do it against a defense where it's third and long and you know the defense and they gram up. Everybody in their defense and everybody in the stands and, and that's watching know that you have to throw the ball on this third and ten. Can he do that? Never question his arm strength. Never question his down the field accuracy. Looked pretty good last yesterday. Looked pretty good. Uh, Hollywood Brown's going to be an explosive deep threat in this league for years to come. Excited to see that. Charge Indianapolis at Chargers. Chargers won 30 to 24. Uh, I, as I expected, I think I predicted this to be 17 24, 24 30. Same difference, same point difference. Uh, I, this is a very good game. This is a very good game. Both teams. Missing their key guys, Andrew Luck is going to be, he's retired, of course, and then Darren James is going to be out for a couple months. So both teams are missing their star players or players that are very valuable to their teams. Um, so it was a very good game. Melvin Gordon may not, that may not have been the wise decision to sit out. Um, Austin Heckler and the other running back that they have behind Melvin Gordon, they look pretty good, especially Austin Heckler. He had the game-winning touchdown. He looks very good. Uh, Dallas, New York at Dallas. Uh, I, pretty much what I expected. I, 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 I picked Dallas to win 28 to 14. They won 35 to 17. Dak looked phenomenal. Dak threw for 405 yards, four touchdowns. Zeke ran one in on 13 carries with 53 rushing yards. Uh, good showing from the Dallas offense. Um, if Dallas can look, if that, if 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 this is any sign or anything to come with this Dallas explosive offense and the play action, and they have deep threats with Amari Cooper, Randall Cobb, and Michael Gallup, if this is any sign that they're gonna be like this for most of the year or or most share part for the, they are gonna be hard to stop because now you have to buy in and go and you have to consider, oh, this team Dallas, oh my God, Dak might go deep. With Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup and and Randall Cobb, he might actually go deep, and they look very explosive and unstoppable yesterday. Yes, it was against the Giants and that poor secondary that they have, but not their fault. They just play who else on the schedule. But Dallas looks very good. Um, their defense started to pull it together. One, their defense started to pull it together once. You know, once they got some wet, they got some possessions under them. They started forcing turnovers and making key stops. San Francisco at Tampa Bay. San Francisco won thirty-one seventeen. Uh, good showing for San Francisco. Like I told you guys, San Francisco is going to be a nine-win team this year. I'm going to stick to that. Tampa Bay is going to stink up the joint. You would think with Tampa Bay bringing in Bruce Arians and to help Jameis Winston, you would think that would help limit his turnovers. Well, no, he threw an interception last. He threw an interception last night. Um, Jameis Winston leads the league in interceptions since 2016. He's thrown 44 interceptions since 2016. So that's just a thing that he does on a regular basis. He throws interceptions. He throws to the wrong team. Um, so as I expected, San Francisco will win this game. I, like I said, San Francisco they, they're going to win nine games. They're going to win nine games this year. They're going to finish second in the division. You see how Seattle looked like yesterday? That they let Andy Dalton throw 418 yards. Just wait till they have to go against Jimmy Garoppolo and that then that offense and Kyle Shanahan. Um, Kyle I mean, and Jimmy Garoppolo had an average performance yesterday. Didn't have the best. He week one, it's okay. They found their groove. Um, Detroit, Arizona. It was a tie, 27-27. Uh, Detroit let their let that lead go away. Arizona and Kyler Murray came back striking um, on a vengeance. That should be a good. Like I said, Arizona's gonna be very explosive this year. 
Uh, they said Cliff Kingsbury was iffy on his play calling, but as you saw, they as you see, they got together. Detroit has a young tight end, young tight end out of Iowa. I forgot his name, but he is going to be special. He had a good game. He had eight catches with 100-plus yards and a touchdown, so he should be really good. And Tennessee and Cleveland. Tennessee and Cleveland. Tennessee won this game 43-13. to uh, I did not have the Titans beating the Browns by 30 points, but I did have the Titans beating the Browns week one. And I had this game marked on my calendar for about a month and a half now. I told you guys way back in July, I told you guys in July, mark your calendar for Tennessee and Cleveland. I told you guys Tennessee will go to Cleveland with nothing to lose. They are a nine and seven state. They they are consistent nine and seventeen for the last three seasons. They have a talented roster. They they know they they know how to play football. They know they have their own system and formula and how they win. Last year, Tennessee beat Dallas on the road. They beat Philadelphia and they beat the Patriots. They are known for beating teams that are supposed to be good. The Cleveland Browns, you guys tell me that they, you guys told me all summer, you guys told me all preseason that this team was going to be good. I think Cleveland would get, I think Cleveland would get it together eventually, but I told you guys, Cleveland is going to struggle September, October. Look at that schedule. Look at that schedule in September, October. They are going to struggle, they're going to, they're going to struggle this fall, but near November, no, November Thanksgiving break, they will start to pick it up. Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham. Where the hell is all that talking now? Where's all the commercials at now? All these commercials they've been doing, all these interviews and com- and these magazine interviews, all, all that doesn't win in this league. This league will humble you very quickly. This league will humble you very quickly. The Browns now know. Freddie Kitchens, first-year head coach, he got out-coached every quarter. He didn't make adjustments. The, 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 the Titans scored more points after every quarter. They, scored, they, finished the, they finished the fourth quarter with 21 scored points in the fourth quarter. He got, Freddie Kitchens got out-coached. And just imagine when he has to go against Mike Tomlin, Bill Belichick, Andy Reid, Sean McVay, John, John Harbaugh. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck for Cleveland. Good luck for Cleveland. I still think they go 9-7, and seven and they're going to struggle. They're going to struggle September, October, but don't get it mistaken. Cleveland, I told you guys, all you Cleveland bandwagon fans and all you, Cleve- all you native Cleveland fans, I told you guys, you calm down. Take a chill pill. You cannot be talking about Super Bowl. When you have a losing culture, you have a you have a consist, you have a consistent losing culture. You cannot talk about Super Bowl when you have a losing culture, and you have players that have been surrounded or in losing cultures, or don't or don't know how to win. Period. Odell Beckham doesn't know how to win. Baker Mayfield doesn't know how to win. Baker Mayfield hasn't, hey, look at this. Baker Mayfield hasn't won a game outside of Ohio. All last year, he hasn't, he didn't win a game outside of Ohio. All last year, he didn't win a game outside of Ohio. The only road team that he beat was Cincinnati. Oh, my bad. Cincinnati's, Cincinnati is in Ohio. Outside of Ohio, didn't win on the road. You got to win on the road in this league. All the trash they were talking, all the cockiness and the celebration. Remember preseason week one where they went two-minute no huddle on the, on the Redskins? Week one of preseason. Week one of the preseason. They went two-minute no huddle, all throwing. They scored a touchdown in their first possession. Baker and the guys, they're doing all the celebrations. Okay. I told you Tennessee was going to come in. They're gonna, they were going to march into Cleveland. And I said this. And if you, want, if you are a listener and if you want big money or if you, want, if you want money 
off of betting on Tennessee, winning and beating the Cleveland Browns yesterday, good for you. And keep listening to me. Keep listening to me because I will win you a lot of money if you just listen to my picks. I told you guys in a month and a half in advance, if you want to win big money in week one, cough, cough. (coughs) If you want to win big money in week one, bet Tennessee goes to Cleveland and beat the Browns. I told you guys, bet that. Bet it. I told you guys, bet it. I would never give you, I would never give my listeners false information. I told you guys, I was strongly confident about my pick because the Titans are, they, they are, they, they're 9 and 17. They know who they are. They know, they know, they don't have all the glitz and glamour and the star power. They know who they are. They know what they got to do to win. They've beaten Dallas. They beat Philly. They beat New England all last year. They've beat they've beaten teams that many people didn't have them beating. Many people didn't have them beating. And like and I did this on purpose yesterday. I did this on purpose yesterday. I gave you guys a poll. I said, How do you think who's gonna win? The Browns or Titans? 85% of you guys said Browns. The other 15%, thank you for your listening ears because you was listening. I told you that Tennessee was going to beat the Browns. I told you. I told you. And I told you guys that the Browns are going to struggle. this. They're going to struggle in September and October. And look at this. Everybody loved the OBJ move. Everybody loved the Kareem Hunt move. Everybody loved the Olivier Vernon move. But within the league, this is league sources, within the league, within, you know, executives in these conversations, and I I totally agree, and I said it, I said, hey, the Browns traded away their second best offensive lineman for Olivier Vernon. Lord and behold, what do you know? Baker Mayfield was under duress, was under constant pressure in his face all yesterday afternoon, and the Browns wasn't the same. They traded away their second-best offensive lineman for Olivier Vernon. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And last but not least... Patriots, they beat the they beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 33-3. Uh, I, I, I was right on this prediction as well. I had New England going to Foxborough, um, beating them 31-21. I didn't I didn't see the Patriots beating them by 30. Every which way, Brady, anything that did anything that Brady wanted to work, it worked. And anything that the Patriots did, it worked. Pittsburgh didn't even give the running game a chance. Once they got behind, they said, we just got to start throwing the ball, as I expected. I wouldn't be too... If, I'm, if you're a Stella fan, do not get too low. Do not get too low. Please don't. Okay, so I got my power rankings. Week two, this is my week one, after week one, post week one power rankings, my top ten power rankings. At number ten, I have the Texans. Um, I like what I saw for Monday night. Looking at the game, they were a better football team than the, than the Saints. They led time of possession. They had more rushing yards. They had more passing yards. Uh, they had they, they they dominated the Saints from a, sh- a share part of that game. The Saints fortunately came back. Um, they won. They won with two seconds left. Field goal. We know the story. Drew Brees now has the second most career comeback, fourth quarter comebacks, um, in NFL history. Big for him. Uh, so. I- there at number ten, I, I think they did a great job. I think out of all the teams that lost um, this week, the Texans look the best. They, they if the, if this was at Houston or if this was a neutral site game, this game is easily won. But because they were at the dome and the Saints have a huge advantage in the dome, and it's very hard and rare to beat them in the, in, in that dome. Uh, that's why I took the Saints. I'm going to go with the Texans at number 10. I think they showed 
I, I like what I saw from them. I thought this game was going to be, I didn't think this game was going to come down to the wire like that. Both of these teams are offensively talented with some defensive talented, defensive talented players as well. But I like Houston. I, and I think Houston's going to have a big year. Deshaun Watson take big steps and leaps. So I like what I saw from there. Um, Houston at number 10. Number 9, the Packers. Uh, I told you guys, the Packers, they were they, they improved majorly defensively. They improved big time. And I told you that this will happen. I told you that they improved and yet they got younger and their linebacking spots. They have an emerging young secondary. They have that quarterback, that cornerback, DB, um, Quan out queer on the Alexander. They got Savage at safety. They have Jamal Williams, a veteran. They have some good core pieces in the secondary. Young, mixed with some veteran Tulich back there that I love. Young linebacker core with a good pass rush. Uh, Kenny Clark is really good. I like I, I I like what they have. I like what they have. Um, the Packers, the offense look a little iffy. But I kind of expected that first year under the new system. Um, Aaron Rodgers didn't play a playoff. He didn't play a preseason game. Didn't take those practices and training camps. Those those little camps. Those can only take you but so far and give you so much experience. And then you you factor in that they play against probably a top five. That, that, that they play against a defense that's probably going to be top five statistically. So good for the Packers at number nine. Um, at eight, um, I wasn't really huge on this team when I made my predictions. Don't get me wrong; I thought this team was very talented, and I liked the I liked their roster, their overall roster, but and their coaching staff as well. But I just didn't believe in Kirk Cousins. I have the Vikings at eight. They shut down Atlanta this past week, this past Sunday, for just about for three quarters. The running game looks good. Dalvin Cook had 21 rushes for 121 yards and two touchdowns. He looked phenomenal. Kirk Cousins only went 8 for 10. So that shows you how much trust and how they want to play with Kirk Cousins. They're like, okay, Kirk, you don't lose us this game. You just go out there and play your game. Don't lose us this game. So... This shows you how much trust they have in Kirk. And like I predicted, as I predicted, that with Gary Kubiak and him calling the shots offensively, I predicted that the Vikings would be very run-heavy and dependent on the run. Um, so I like it. I, I like what they have. I like what they have. But um, I, I, st- I, don't st- I don't have them winning the North because I don't trust Kirk Cousins I just don't I just don't and he only threw the ball 10 times that shows me that Minnesota's like <laughs> please do not give up this game that's what that's what Minnesota was showing me number seven the Chargers the Chargers had a, a an a overtime thriller against the Colts this past Sunday and it's this past Sunday afternoon I like what I saw uh Eric Austin Heckler Great backup. He's probably one of the best backup running backs in the league. Good pass catching back, and could give you about he can give you good fifteen to eighteen carries. Philip Rivers, of course, is going to look good. Their defense, um, their pass rush is pretty good with Joey Bosa and then uh, and then Ingram on the other side. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna severely miss Duran James back there in the secondary. That is probably their best defensive player that they have. He's gonna be out probably until Thanksgiving, like I've been saying. But the Chargers look good. Um, I like that coach Anthony Lynn. I, I think he's he, young coach, but I think he's good. I, I like him. I like him. They, they played against a, a good a good a, a, they played against a good talented Indianapolis team. I predicted that, that 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 game would be close. I didn't see it going overtime, um, but it did. Austin Heckler came in, came right in, came right in clutch at clutch in the clutch moments. Philip Rivers always plays good under pressure, but I think the Chargers are gonna they're gonna they're gonna face some tough matchups and they're gonna take some losses due to Darren James' absence and Melvin Gordon's absence. 
more most part for the most part during James defensively uh, because I like what the Chargers have offensively Hunter Henry uh, Kellen uh, Mike Mike Williams Keenan Allen Austin Heckler as I mentioned already I like what they have offensively but Melvin Gordon is a star running back so I will give him his props and his respect in that aspect but I think Darren James, he's going to be missed severely back there in the secondary. And I think the Chargers will take a few um, early L's or face a couple tough matchups where you would think, oh, the Chargers could get that game, and they don't. So, six at six, the Ravens. Another team I wasn't very high on due to their quarterback play. And, and let, me get, let, me, let me tell you this off the rip. I think Lamar, I like Lamar Jackson better than I like Mitch Trubisky. Because at least with Lamar Jackson, I see the down the field throws. I see the attempts to try to push the ball downfield. And thrower of the football, a, a better thrower of the football at least. With Trubisky, I don't get none of that. I don't get none of that. And Lamar Jackson looked confident. So, the Ravens look good, and anytime you score 59 points, uh, you're going to be in my top 10 for power rankings. Anytime you score 59 points. And it, was, it was against a rebuilding, tanking Miami Dolphins team, but they are an NFL team. I have to respect that. Lamar Jackson played well. Uh, he threw five touchdowns, had a perfect quarterback rating. Good job for Lamar Jackson. Um, I'm, 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 I'm thrilled to see it. I was because I was very hard. Um, I was very hard and skeptical of Lamar Jackson and his throwing abilities. And I didn't, I didn't necessarily say, "Oh, Lamar Jackson changed his position," but I did see the Ravens' offense get very predictable at times during this season, and defenses will be able to figure that out. That run-heavy offense out. But they draft a couple guys, Hollywood Brown could draft a tight end, and you're like, oh, wow, this team could really sling it and throw it. So, yeah, the Ravens, they look pretty good. And, hey, and the Browns thought they only had the Steelers to, wor- to worry about. Be careful, Cleveland. Baltimore looks very good, and their defense is always good. At five, the Rams. Um... The Rams are, for them to be like an L.A. team, and you think they always play, they only play well in L.A., for the most part, under Sean McVay, the Rams are a very good road team, especially with executing, because that was a losable game in Carolina. Carolina, I, I, like I said, Carolina, I like elements to Carolina. I like, their, I like some players and some key positions that Carolina have. Adams in Carolina, I th- the, the 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 Rams are very good on the road, especially under the Sean McVay uh, um, era. In the Sean McVay era, the Rams are very good on the road, and they they have no problem with going into somebody's building and beating them. That's how they got to the Super Bowl. They went into the dome and beat the Saints. So Sean McVay. Um, wonderful job to them. Their stars, their big stars, didn't really play too well. Aaron Donald didn't have that earn that Aaron Donald type game, but he'll be fine. He he's a he's a monster. Uh, Todd Gurley didn't have a big first half. Had five rushes, eight yards. Not really much to go home and tell Mama about. But second half came back, played better. Finished with fourteen rushes on ninety-seven yards. Which is good. Jerry Goff didn't have a he didn't have his best game, but the Rams still ex find found ways to execute, get the ball and click, get stops in in key moments, and they got out of that 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 that, that trap game week one on the road one and zero. Good for the Rams. The Eagles came back from a 17-point lead. I saw the 17-point lead that the Redskins had on the Eagles. I was like, what? what is going on? But I was like, okay, Rust, uh, then they scored their first touchdown uh, going into halftime. So I'm like, okay. So they get the ball back, second, third quarter. They score again. I'm like, okay. And then, then they get a stop. I'm like, okay, here go the Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. Uh, so the Eagles, they look like what I thought they would look like the first, 
I, I mean, I've been telling you guys all this. All, all the last few weeks, I've been telling you guys, I think the Eagles with a healthy Carson Wentz is the best team in the NFC as of right now. I think I think the Rams and the Cowboys will have something to say about that. But as of right now, I think the the Eagles with a healthy Carson Wentz are the best team in the NFC. Um, so. Great performance by the by the Eagles. Um, they sh- they showed some great perseverance. The champions they showed the heart of a champion. How champions do it by coming back from a seventeen point lead. I love it. Good good for the Rams. I mean good for the Eagles. And the Cowboys. The Cowboys had a great showing. Um, yeah, it was against the Giants. Okay, calm down, bump your brakes. But young offensive coordinator, fourth year head coach. Get your superstar running back back. Mari Cooper, Michael Gallup, all these weapons. You're like, whoa, Dallas has a lot of weapons. Yeah, they do. And I've been telling you this the entire And you element now that that they have, like Randall Cobb looked like he's he looks like that element that they they have been missing. And the Cowboys have they thought that they had that in Cole Beasley. But he but Randall Cobb is clearly he is clear he is the clearest day upgrade from Cole Beasley. Randall Cobb and guys running free everywhere. The guy Gallup, Michael Gallup is gonna have a breakout season this year. I said that I said that previous podcasts ago about the, when I was talking about discuss and discussing the Cowboys. I said Michael Gallup's gonna have a breakout year. He he played pretty well for a rookie last year. It's just that him and Dak couldn't connect, but they were connecting on a couple deep bombs, critical third downs. The Cowboys are at three. The Chiefs score in their first seven possessions. I don't think you realize how hard that is to do in the NFL, especially against a Jacksonville defense at home. I I hear all this Jalen Ramsey talk. Come on, dude. Mahomes came in there, put up 40 on you. Come on. But Chiefs, explosive offensively. Um, Their defense, it scares me. And that's why they're at number two. Their defense scares me. Uh, they 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 scare me. The, defensively, they scare me. I like I like I, I like Frank Clark. They they require they acquire him from Seattle like this off season, and I like Chris Jones on their D line. Now, hopefully, their D line can can attract a lot of pressure. D, you know this, this season, so their secondary don't have to get burnt and torched because the backup from Jacksonville just came in. He started ten for ten. Backup from Jack. 10 for 10? Not too good. Not too good of a showing for that for that for, for for that Kansas City defense that I thought was improved. And I think it will be improved, but uh, we'll see. Time will tell. Um at number one. This is this was easy this week. The Patriots. Patriots, um, I didn't know, I didn't I didn't realize how athletic their defense. Before I even get to Tom Brady, I want to talk about their defense. Because their defense it's what that that's just that's what's gonna win them the it this year. Bella with that Antonio Brown move, Belichick is basically saying, I have a young defense and I, this defense is as good or I haven't had a defense as good as this defense in about ten years. And not to go over the top and take the roof off the defense. If me not having that is going to cost me a title and I had this great defense, then I'm going to go out and get Antonio Brown, and that's what they did. Uh, the Patriots defense this year is, is significantly uh, They are athletic. They are rangy. They can stop the run. I love their secondary. Um, this defense is probably the best Belichick defense since the Teddy Bruschi defenses, I'm I'm just saying, this is this is by far the best defense, the most athletic and best defense that Belichick and them had in about ten years. This this is how good their defense is, and Belichick is probably like, I am not, I am not gonna let 
this chance slip away with this af this this athletic defense just because I don't have a deep threat. No, we are all in on AB. We're gonna get him in here, and they're gonna run the table. Um, offensively, Pittsburgh. I'm I'm just convinced that Pittsburgh. They're not going to be able to stop Brady, especially at Foxborough. Uh, Pittsburgh Tribe, man, the man, man, the man. Brady just runs all type of cro- crossing routes, and you, you you can't keep up. The receivers are shifty. You can't keep up. Good route runners, crisp route runners, good catch, good good get cut, get cut, good catchers. You're not going to be able to keep up. Okay, you go to zone. Brady's going to deep. D- Dip and dunk. He's gonna he's gonna he's gonna find gaps and holes in your zone. Okay, you wanna send pressure? Brady gets the ball out too quickly. Um, I don't know what defenses are gonna be able to do with this New England offense that they have right now. And if you add and you you know, you just wanna add of only Antonio Brown, who only had fifteen hundred receiving yards last year. Okay, good luck, and he's still in his prime. Good luck for the opposing defenses that have to face New England. Um, they look unstoppable. They look unstoppable. And you give Antonio Brown several, you give him a, you give him a few several weeks, I, four, about four to five weeks to get it together and learn the system. Yeah, he'll be well acclimated. So that for. After we, this is my top ten going into week two. These are my power rankers going into week two, and I got I received I wouldn't say a lot of bash or a lot of criticism, but I received a lot of criticism for my past week's top ten power rankings, quote unquote. Um, and like I said, my power rankings is a week to week basis. It's based on how teams look. On a weekly basis, I'm the, I'm not saying that these are the ten best teams in in in, in the league. I'm not saying these ten teams are all going to make the playoffs. I'm not saying that all ten teams are Super Bowl bound. But what I am saying that these ten teams impress me the most, and this that that this past week, and that's what has them in my top ten for week two. Okay, so don't calm down. Some New England fans, they were like, we're number three. You got to move us up. You guys had a significant injury to your to your center, Andrew. You had a significant injury. I wanted to see how Josh Gordon looked. I wanted to see how the offense looked. Calm down. But New England is definitely number one. Um, I can't wait. I just can't wait to see what they do with A.B. Okay, like I said, okay, we're going to do this segment where Isaiah was right, where Isaiah was wrong. Okay, I'm going to give you my where I was wrong first uh, so you can see my mishaps. Uh, I told you guys Atlanta will go into Minnesota this weekend and beat them. Um, That didn't quite come to fruition. Uh, Atlanta really disappointed me this week. I thought they would play a little bit better than what what they played. They got shut down for about three quarters, which I find crazy. Um, Minnesota, and, and I, I give it up. Minnesota has a great defense, but Atlanta let me down big time. I thought with their rebuild, rebuild, rebuild it offensive line, and they're running back with Delvin, with um, not Delvin, uh, with Devontae Freeman and Julio Jones getting paid. I thought that was going to get them over the top and beat New, beat Minnesota this week. Um, it didn't. Um, so yeah, I, I, they they let me down. Where I was right, I told you guys this. About a month and a half in advance, the Browns will lose to Tennessee in week one at Cleveland. I told you guys last year, Tennessee, last three years, Tennessee has gone nine and seven. Now they have beaten teams last year, beat Philly, and they beat New England. They do, for some reason, Tennessee does a great job against teams that they are not supposed to beat. I told you guys that Tennessee has nothing to lose. It is Cleveland that has America on its side. They have all the stars. They have all the endorsements, the commercials, the magazines, the interviews. I told you guys that Cleveland 
that will be too much pressure on Cleveland. It's Cleveland. I, I mean, I, I, I feel bad for the people of Cleveland, but it's Cleveland. I told you guys that Cleveland and Baker Mayfield, I have to see it. I have to see more with Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham. I think there's too many. And like I said, it'll work. And, you know, it'll work as the season go on. November approaches. It starts to get a little bit colder. It'll work eventually. But they are going to struggle September, October. And it started with this week one loss against Tennessee where I predicted and told you guys that they were going to do that to Tennessee. I told you guys. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I, don't know what, I don't know what you guys expected and thought, but that is what I told you. Um, I told you that Cle- hey, Clemson, they're probably not going to lose a game this year. Clemson's not going to lose a game. Everybody talking about Texas and them come to town. That didn't mean a junk. Texas and them, they always tell me Texas and them is this and that in in a bag of in a bag of cookies, in a bag of chips. They always tell me that they always tell me that Texas and them is pregnant. I never see the baby. They always tell me that. Um, I, I gotta believe it to see it. I have to see it to believe it. Vice versa. Um, so but Clemson, they have they probably have the best college quarterback that I have seen in my life. They were not going to lose to them. Um, where I was wrong, LSU finally has a 2019 modern offense. They don't just drop back there and run the ball 45 times. No, they run some read option. They get in the spread. They get in the pistol. They can actually throw the ball down the field, and it look like a 2019 offense. That, 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 they, they look just like that. Oh, my God. Good for LSU. LSU, might be, right now, they may look like the best team in the nation right now. They may look like the best team in the nation right now. Um, the way how LSU looks, they look dominant. They look very good. They look very good. Antonio Brown, um, where I was right. I told you guys, Antonio Brown, that thing in Oakland was not going to last. It was never meant to be. Uh, now there's more, he, he just has more news. Now he has sex, sexual assault allegations on him from a girl, from a female that attended his school. Um, Jerry Rice came out and said, Antonio Brown, he told me that he wanted to be a Raider, but now his actions reflect that he wanted to be a Patriot all this time. So I don't know what I'm getting. I don't know. I don't know what I'm getting from Antonio Brown, but I told you guys that he will do that. Um, I, I, that that Raider and th- that Raider thing wasn't gonna work. It was not gonna work. Uh, Baltimore. I said Baltimore would be an eight and eight team this year. Um, I'm gonna stick with that. But I said Lamar Jackson. He can't throw the ball. He, 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 he when the when the defense knows he's he, he has to throw it. And it's it's clutch time. Everybody and their grandmother know in the stadium that Lamar Jackson has to throw the ball and it's third and ten. He can't make those throws. Now, despite it being a rebuilding Miami team um, that it is, and they're, they look like they're just tanking just to tank, they, they are, they look pretty good. Uh, he looks pretty good. He throws the ball down the field. He has a confidence about him now. He has Hollywood Brown. You give the guy some weapons. He looks pretty good. I have to admit, I was wrong with Lamar Jackson. I take that. Um, well, I was wrong at again. The Saints, uh, there, there appears to be no slippage in Drew Brees' game once they, the comeback, the, the comeback king. Uh, he came back from a deficit last night on Monday Night Football against the Texans. I think the Texans were the better team, but, uh, I, the, you know, the Saints came back last two seconds of the game. Uh, Breeze goes length of what 70 yards. Breeze goes all the way down, score a touchdown. I mean, scores get him in field goal range. They win. They 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 win their season opener. I predicted that they was gonna win the. the I predicted they was gonna win the season opener at home. It's in the dome. They have an advantage. It's a major advantage. But I didn't. I said also said Drew Breeze had he he had and showed slippage towards the end of the year. I didn't like the fact that all the Saints fans and everybody was saying, oh, they lost the game because of that, that missed call. No, 
They lost the game because Drew Brees threw the game clinching interception. They lost the game because their the Saints defense couldn't stop the Rams from scoring. That is why the Saints lost the game. Don't give me that crap. Um, I was right. Dallas was gonna come out here and beat the crap out of the New York Giants. I I, I predicted that very well. I, I I'm very proud of myself for doing that. Uh, uh, that that's that that wasn't a hard one, but I take that. Once again, I was right again on Mitchell Trubisky. Mitchell Trubisky, he has limitations. He has clear signs of limitations, and it's not it's not gonna it's not gonna help Chicago. Um, I'm 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 not even sure if these limitations are repairable. I'm not even sure. I, I I'm I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure if these these Mitchell Trubisky limitations are, are repairable. Chicago, they're in a bad shape right now. They, like I said, they win their share of nine, nine games. They won't win the NFC North, and they're sneaking into the playoffs. But I don't know how far this Chicago team's go, this Chicago team go, despite having a great defense. Where I was wrong, um, I said the Steelers defense would show up. I thought the Steelers would put up a fight better than what they did, what they actually did. They lost by thirty. Uh, I, the, 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 the New England, the, Bud, the Belichick, the Mike Tomlin, the Fox, it's just the Foxborough. It's just not a good matchup for the Steelers. I, I, I had them losing the game, but I didn't have them losing like that. And I thought with all the distractions gone and, you know, A.B., mostly A.B. and Le'Veon, I thought they would turn a new leaf, but it is what it is. Um, not really much to say there. Where I was right, where I was right, the 49ers, the 49ers are going to bounce, they're going to have, a, they're going to, they're going to flip their wins this year. They're going to double their wins this year. The 49ers are going to go nine and seven, and they're going to finish second in the division. They beat Tampa Bay, as I expected. Jameis Winston, he, he leads the league in interceptions just about every year. Uh, they have to, he's fighting for his NFL life. But like I said, 49ers love their defensive line. Richard Sherman, um, he had a pick six on Sunday. So good for Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers. That's where I was right. Um, thank you for listening. This has been an uh, exciting weekend. I had college football on Saturday. Then we got, we got our opening Sunday. We got our opening NFL Sunday, uh, which was good, well anticipated. I enjoyed it. We got week two coming up. Uh, we got this born Thursday night game. We're back to the born Thursday night games. They, 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 gave, they gave us Tampa Bay and the, and the Panthers on Thursday night football. Uh, give me a break. Um, I'm sure they can put on some better games. Uh, but I give you guys my predictions, my upcoming predictions for week two soon. Uh, we got some more player interviews coming up. We'll talk about some college football as well. Um, in the next few podcasts. Thank you for listening, and I'm out. Thank you.